Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. On my block, we got our Packers preview show. We're previewing the Packers lines. I'm your host, Mike Ball, along with my good friend, Packers all-time leading rusher, Amon Green. How we doing, Amon? I'm doing good, Mike, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Before we get into this show, let's give a shout-out to our sponsor, BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball. Great game last night. First time that no hit. Did you see that no hitter? Combined no hitter? I missed it, but I heard about it. Yeah, I heard unbelievable. About it. Yeah. You think about how hard that is. But that is. Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting to props and futures. So head to BetOnline today or use your mo- mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe B L E A V for you to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline. Where the game starts. AG, let's start off with this. Probably everybody's talking about it. Trade deadline comes and goes. And so everybody understands, like, you don't have to make a trade on the trade deadline. You just can't make a trade after it. So for a lot of people who get upset, the Packers, the trade deadline came and passed. You kind of go like, dude, we could have made a play. Like, a play for it in July probably would have made a little bit more sense, right? Because, like, for me, if I'm just looking at it from a value standpoint, why would I want to bring somebody in for half the year if I could bring them in for the whole year? Like, I'm paying either way. Right, right. And traditionally, Packers never really made a move during this part of time of the year anyway. And, uh, and they, you know, it's more of, hey, we got the players we want for the season. Um, we, if we would have made any different changes, because I researched it, there's no big midseason chain, uh, trades for the Packers um, that's in, in, in a long time or ever. You know, it's hard to find. Um, I say only, obviously, all-season trades between, you know, uh, Brett back in the day, uh, Reggie, myself, obviously, yeah. Reggie was a free agent though, you know, and then, free yeah, he was a free agent. He was the, that was the whole big free agent storyline then. And then That's myself right. and then myself, but I was a before the draft before the day before the draft trade. So day before draft trades trades or day of the draft trades Packers will do. And I think most teams will do that too, to get better picks just for that, you know, whatever, a better pick from the third round to the bottom of the third. I don't know if, what, what the difference is, but obviously it's just getting value or get to getting more multiple picks from that, that point of view. So, but, but AG, okay. From a player's perspective, you're hurting you four losses in a row, right? You need a shot in the arm. I don't think there's any question yeah. about it. And, and we could say like, we can go back and the running game last week was great. Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, like I, I, the best takeaway from last week was AJ Dillon because I thought yeah. Aaron Jones did what we thought he was going to do, but AJ mm-hmm. Dillon ran behind his pads. Yep. Dobbs and Torrey gets in the game and makes some play. Like all of that's great, but the truth is, if you really sit here and look at it, we Brandon Cooks from the Texans would have been an mm-hmm. upgrade from what we have right now, mm-hmm. right? And we didn't take him. And there's probably some other guys like the guy for the the Steelers guy who went to the Bears. Yeah, Claypool. I'm I'm good without that to be honest with you. He's because yeah. because the maturity, he lacks a little maturity in his in his in his prior dealings, right? Yep. So, yep. But if you're sitting in the locker room and you're, you know, you're kind of, you're going through the season, you're trying to figure out how to write the ship. I think a lot, I think we would have thought, Hey, we don't need anybody. Right. Because we got everything we need here mm-hmm. because we had legit talent. Sometimes we just weren't playing well. Mm-hmm. And we believe that if everything went bad on offense, at least like Mike Shermer just started taking play calling over again from Rosley. And then we, like, we knew like, Which things he did would get, a few times. yeah, we, we knew things would get better. But with these guys, I'm curious because we heard Aaron on Tuesday talk about, well, we hope to see maybe he's on Pat McAfee show talking about, hey, maybe we see something during the show. We can break some news. Like he's obviously looking to do something. And so what he's he's saying again is that what we have on the roster is not good enough. You get yeah. like you can interpret it however you want. Yeah. That's how I interpret. I interpret it. If you're expecting something, it's because you don't think you have what you see is sufficient to win. 
Yeah. So what what is the level in the locker room? What's that conversation like when it comes and goes? I know that Matt LaFour said he doesn't talk about that, and he shouldn't talk about that with the team. Like, you're under the, right. under the Lions. But yeah. what do the players think about that, in your opinion? I say, in my opinion, I say for most players, they're probably, I say especially the players of today, they probably take a little offense to it. Maybe for the guys are in, you know, I've been here since training camp. What is he referring to? You know, mm-hmm. I'm putting at work, but the product is not there. Yeah, the work. You're talking about Aaron, now. You're talking about Aaron, right? What Aaron yes. Said. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm like going off of what Aaron says to hear the players and how they re- reacting. That's what I'm referring to here. Mm-hmm. So to hear that is like, you know, I know he might be talking about me, but I put in work. I've been here since training camp. I've been doing this, that, and the other. But as what we've seen as fans and as how we look at it as former players the result on the field is not there. You know, it's been a lot of of mistakes, a lot of drop balls, a lot of errors out there that now the good thing is now to next year, these players have now experience, but this is now that process, that rough patch in the road that these younger players or inexperienced players have to go through. And even though picking up Sammy Watson's that we thought that was a good thing. And now it's just his age is showing up because he's having the hamstring issues. It's it's his injury, seven years of injuries, right? Yeah, the injuries are showing up now you know, for him. So you always, you always think when you're like, if you're a player, if you're a general manager, you're always thinking like, we'll like, we can fix it. Like the, yeah. every, the NFL is full of weak, like positive attitude. We can fix it guys. You, you gotta and, have it. Yeah. But. And it's, and, and Sammy Watkins is a guy so far. And it's like, he's a, like he, his career, if he wouldn't have gotten injured so often, I don't know if he takes care of himself or not. It's just unlucky, whatever. Correct. But his career, let's like, he's lost millions and millions of dollars because he can't stay healthy. Right. Like he, he would have had it. He was on a trajectory to be a really, really good player in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's unfortunate it hasn't worked out for him. We certainly hoped it was going to be that for him this year with the Packers. But yeah. offensively, you look at it, we're 18 points per game. We're three, 340 yards a game. Now we're, we're rushing the ball at almost five yards a clip and for right, almost 100 nice. and 100, over 120 yards rushing. We could be better, but considering the amount of touches that we've actually had, that's pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're in the lot, so now you look, we get past the trade deadline and I feel the same way about it that, that you do. I, I'd be kind of scratching my head, but also it's time to look in the mirror and be like, I obviously might not have my stuff together because the best quarterback in the world is saying like, we need to make some changes. Like right. we need to have some upgrades. So I need to do what, what can I do to get better? That's always like, what can we do to get better as players? Right. Right. So what do you think after last week's offensive performance, and there's a lot of talk going around, well, the Bills played shell defense. Blah, this and that. Dude, you, we talked about last week. You still got to yeah. run the damn ball. You still, yeah. you still got to make plays. Samari uh, Torrey still got to still got to break twice on that play when Aaron Rodgers rolls out of the pocket. Like, that stuff still has to happen, right? And Dobbs didn't do it the week before. So, like, we know that there's progress, at least from player to player, from group to group. So, yeah. what are guys talking about leading up to a Detroit Lions team that is absolutely awful on defense what right. are they talking about in the locker room right now uh right now i would say you would talk about yourself i say no uh you should be talking about yourself be like hey this is what i'm gonna do to get better to help this team win you know if i'm in a position offensively or defensively you know if i'm a receiver i'll go there first because that's where a lot of the problems lie i gotta get open you know i gotta get off coverage i gotta read the coverage pre-snap you know i could go i could go in practice this week and say to aaron okay what if we get this coverage? What what do you expect me to do? You know, I'm the young guy. There's a majority of young guys. You got Watson, you got Dobbs, you got inexperienced receivers. Watkins, too. He jumps in there because he's inexperienced with Aaron only. What can I do on cover one press? What can I do on this cover two zone if they do this? What can I do on this play if we got to, you know, alter the route? We got to auto. Find out stuff that we can then talk, have a conversation going from Wednesday to tomorrow to Friday. To Saturday before the game, be like, all right, remember on Friday drill, we did this and red zone period, we did that. They did, you know, this is how we're going to change the route. So find out, start having those conversations with your with your quarterback, with your teammates, with coaches. Because I remember when Edgar Bennett would would give us, you know, tidbits for the week. And I remember one was, uh, um, you know, AG, when the huddle breaks, hit Brett and say, hey, I'm going to be checked down over here on the left side and do it every time you come out the huddle. Be the last word in his brain so then yeah. he knows if he's going touchdown oh check down ag's right here boom you know You're i can just get him. it you know so cueing them so cue up your core cue up aaron 
if you remind him, hey, man, I'm going to be over here on the left side or I'm going to get open. That's how I'm going to get open. I'm going to turn outside on this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, he's going to play me outside, so I'm going to turn inside just a little bit. You know, have those conversations going to help each other out, to, to kind of cue each other to make sure when that play happens in real time in the game, then you're ready to go. It's, no, it's a reaction. Communication is so important, isn't it? And You know, I just yep. thought of something because this happened in Miami. I don't know if this is happening here, but we always talk about condensing the playbook because, you know, to your point, the more detailed that we understand each individual concept or each individual play, the better that player is going to be. Yep. One thing they did in Miami, and I'm just interested if they do this across the league. I don't know if they do it in Green Bay or not, but I thought it was the most – it was kind of asinine. But they, the, the coaches didn't want to condense their play sheet. So what they did is they would just have certain plays for certain players. So they would write in you know names. like And, and obviously, like, Amon, you're going to run these plays more often than Tony Fisher, than Najee. Oh, right. okay. But – they would literally go like only these players are only going to practice these plays and, and they would kind of go down. And so they could expand, they'd be three times the play sheet. But what happens That's is one person, well, think about it though. If yeah. one person gets hurt, they're like, you're, respons you're responsible up. for everything. But it's like, dude, I never ran it. I can't run that now. And so, it's, you know, you just, you wonder what's going on as far as like the, the, the continual conversation was simplified. It's just something that came up in my head, but. I was listening to Matt LaFour's press conference yesterday, which I've never done before. I was just, I was, I had 20 minutes to burn. I was just wasting time. <laughs> and he made this interesting comment about balance because they're talking about, well, you finally ran the ball, but you about balance. Okay. what does that mean? And he got a balance and he goes, yeah. He goes, well, you have to keep defenses guessing because if they know what's coming, they'll most likely stop it. And it's kind of like the pan answer, right? But then, you know, for yeah, me, okay. I, and I know, for, I'm sure for you, I'm like, dude, we used to, go into every game and every single team knew exactly what Ooh. we were going to do. And it was like, I dare you yes. to try to stop us. Like we had that kind of confidence as a unit because we had that kind of confidence individually. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to hear your thoughts on coaching up guys to win their one V one matchups a little more than we are now and stop thinking about like, Oh, we're going to out scheme everybody. We're going to out. Right. It's all about our scheme and how our coaches can put together this game plan. Yeah. And it's more about like, we're going to put the guys in situations to be successful and then create the conditions for them to be, to have that success. Yeah. How they win their individual matchups. man. Yeah. It's a conversation real easy where you say to the player as a coach, what plays you like to run? What do you like to run? What do you like to block, Mike? What do you like to block, uh, uh, Josh, uh, O-line, Yashman? What do y'all like to block? Run plays. Give us give us five run plays per person or five run plays total, and then we're gonna, we could build off of that. We could build the offensive run game because then you got a run game, and he could do play action off of that. And then Aaron, what are the throws you like to throw to, you know, to Romeo, to, to Samari, to Allen – Tell me those throws, and we're going to put it in the playbook. It probably starts with Aaron. Aaron, yeah. what five plays do we have to have in the playbook? And we can build our whole offense over around that those right. concepts, right? Because then the player is comfortable with the play because they already know it. That yeah. means no thinking. They already – this reaction. This reaction, and that's what you want. communication that you're talking about all the time. Yeah, so and it's not even – it's not verbal communication. It's more eye. It's like you look at your quarterback, you're in the slot, you look over there, you're like, all right, oh, I see what I got. Okay, we know what we're doing. Boom. And then that's a whole different game plan. Or I say a whole different game play that will yeah. be a result of that good game play. Yeah, I, I agree. Let's, let's talk about defense. So the defense is the defense is struggling. You know, mm -hmm. I mean we're not we're not I think ever across the country, everyone's just basically talking about we're not the team that we thought we were on defense. We're giving up uh it says here we're giving up 141 yards on the ground a game for good for 29th in the in the National Football League. We're giving up 16th points per game at 21.6, which is middle of the road. But quite frankly, everybody thought this yeah. would be a top five, right? And there's right. there's offensive struggles playing to that. Like we cannot minimize the fact that if you're on the field more, you're going to give up more points. Like we we know how mm -hmm. this works. Yeah. But there's a lot of talk about okay, do we need to like there's player grumblings? Do we need to change scheme? I don't like the play calls. There, you know, Matt Floor came out and said, "Hey, I endorse all my defensive coaches." But when you get like if you have seven first round picks. And, uh, yeah. and, and they're not performing. And now you've got guys that are high-paid guys. And listen, I, I think, I, quite frankly, I think they're all talking out of turn. I, I don't think you should talk to the media about what your oh, coach no. is doing or your play calls you like. You don't, that's not a conversation you have in the media. I'm totally against that. I don't no. think you should do that. I, I'm, yes. But I, this, is, this is what I want to know from you. 
I don't think you you were with Holmgren in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I don't think that would be tolerated for Mike Holmgren, and I know it wouldn't be oh. tolerated for Mike Sherman. hundred percent. So not. is this like is this part of the problem, or is this just a new generation thing that we don't that you and I just are incapable of understanding? No, it's it's been a generational thing, I believe. That's been a problem since I've been seeing it, and I'm like, mm-hmm. why are players? That's that is like a you're setting off a nuclear bomb in your in your locker room because. That means then now there's a disconnect between not only the players and the coaches, but then eventually among the players. Well, and, and the, you know? now this is how you get clicks, right? Yes. This is how have, this is how little groups form in the locker room, right? You don't, want, yeah, you don't want that. That's the playground, elementary school, middle school stuff. We don't, this is not there. These no. grown men, you know, earning them a living. You don't want that. You want one big click. You want the whole locker room together conversating about the good and the bad that's going on between the offensive defense special team we're all in this man we got to figure this out we got to do this because i'm you know i remember hearing i'm tired of hearing about this you know about our team but that's having a conversation open conversation that we've had amongst ourselves offensive you know running backs with linemen you know linemen with the d linemen talking like hey man we got to figure this out i need linebackers you know what i need you to come hit at the ball a little bit more so I can get used to that physical contact. You know, letting the defenders know, my teammates know, hey, man, help me to get better so I then can focus a little bit, you know, where my focus is there game day and not, you know, somewhere else. Um, and my game play is up to par too because I'm going to make you better by doing certain things and I, I want you to make me better by, 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 you know, hitting at the ball, you know, you know, telling me that, you know, I should, you know, make – don't – don't look in the backfield or don't look in the defense. Exactly about you're your tactical, yeah. right? You're yeah. Ta- you're tactical tell me stuff. Yeah. Tell me stuff to help me. And this, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about on the offensive side where it's like the, so the defensive guys, it's interesting, right? Because the defensive guys are missing tackles. Right. The defensive guys are having communication errors, right? It's not, you know, the defensive not, guys are not holding stuff, their right. gaps. Right. So, so you could talk about how we we're putting you, like we, you could talk about how you don't like the schemes and the calls and maybe, you know, maybe Alexander wants to chase around, digs instead of Gabe Davis or whatever, man. But yeah. the bottom line is you're giving up yards because you miss tackles. So yeah. sp- what, like if we spent more time, my opinion, if we spent more time in practice, learning how to decelerate, learning how to get, how, come to balance. Control, come, yeah. Come, right. Come to balance. Like track the right hip, hit same foot, same shoulder, you know, shoulder pad to thigh, we, wrap, squeeze, run, like mm-hmm. all that stuff, you know, square hit hammer explode. If we, if we did that, then potentially we wouldn't have to worry about what schema running as much because as we kind of know in the National Football League now, we see it with the Bengals is probably the easiest thing, right? Jamar mm-hmm. Chase gets hurt. They don't change a thing. Why? Well, they were never going to change a thing. They didn't change a thing from last year. Mm-hmm. They're just basically saying our, our unique players can beat your unique players. Yeah, and that's what happens across. There's very few teams that are actually like Lamar Jackson. We have this guy. Let's build a system around him. Jalen Hurts, we have this guy. Let's build a system around him. Right? There's very few teams that do that. So the rest of these squads, they have to understand, like, it doesn't matter what the hell they call, man. You still got to tackle somebody. Yeah, it's basics. You should be practicing that every single day. Basic fundamental tackle, throwing, holding the ball, all that stuff. And we did it. I know McCarthy did it his first couple years when he got here where we, the whole team would line up and we'd do stripping drills. That means yeah. offense alignment, defense alignment, linebackers, DBs, people that usually don't get the ball. Everybody was going through a, a strip drill. Everybody was doing uh, a, a scoop and score drill. You know, quarterbacks did it. You know, wide receivers did it. D line. You know, so then everybody was aware of this is how you actually hold the ball high and tight. And when you scoop and score, you want to take that little like a hitch, a hitch step, and then pick it up if you're going to try to run. But if not, just fall on it. You know, so you're learning those t- little those basic fundamentals that get lost because then now you're worrying about the bigger picture. Man, can we score points or how are we going to get yardage? How are we going to convert first down or how are we going to stop this deep, this offense from scoring? You, sometimes you just go down to the bases, make it simple. And then all that other stuff will work itself out because you're doing the fundamentals basically. Yeah, we did. You know, a lot of teams are doing that now. They'll have the tackle drill. Like we actually, I took it further when we were down in Miami. We, we I just, you, you create practice standards for your team. Mm-hmm. Practice standards for your team are like effort focused based standards, right? So punching the ball, every person's got every defender's got to get a hand on the ball or punch out the ball yeah. or make or make shoulder a shoulder contact with the running back or, or ball carrier when we're in pads. You just do things that are requirements of every single play. So it's not even limited to a drill that we're gonna do, right? It's a part yeah. of but 
conversation for another time. The bottom line is the, the, the Detroit Lions are coming in for all their flaws. They're, they're a top 10 offense. They are top and, four, top five offense. Yeah. And, total and, offense. And, it's crazy. And they're, yeah. And they're, and they're, they're playing at a, at a really high level right now. So that part of the matchup is going to be interesting. Let's um, let's look ahead. So, so Packers open up at negative three and a half. I don't, you know, I'm not sure that that's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> we're going in for, into fourth field. The defense for the Detroit Lions, base 3-4. Aiden Hutchinson's kind of the big name right now. It's This is a defense, to be honest with you, that you won't recognize a lot of the names on their defense. No. I'll go through. I mean, Aylin McNeil, Isaiah Bugs, Josh Paschal. Um, the only guy that really kind of stands out aside from Aiden is Malcolm Rodriguez because he was on he was all over hard knocks. He was the Rookie, you know, kind of thumper on oh, their team that, that played at a high level. Je- Jeff Akuda, he's been there for years and he's he's been a good player in this league, but they are an abs and I know they just fired Aubrey Pleasant, their defensive back. I just saw that. Yeah. We'll, we'll go we'll go into tape right now. We'll, let's go through some of this stuff. AG, they are an absolute uh disaster dumpster fire whatever oh, you want man. to call it right. because of hey in the secondary because of yeah. scheme injuries miscommunication the way it's being i don't i don't know why they're as bad as they are let me bring this let me bring this stuff in we'll just watch some tape this is this is some of the stuff is just shocking and so whoa sorry we'll go back no, yeah, I just see the safety we got, lighting up on that play action so hard. Good gracious. So we got under center, right? Two by two, tight ends and 11 personnel. Just a couple of run def- run defense here. So just like now, this is a, this is the starting defensive end versus a tight end. Right. I mean, you don't see that very often. No. Right. And I know no. everyone's watching. I Tony Pollard, who's a baller. Jump it over the safety, but that's another problem coming to balance on tackling. There yeah. are opportunities here. No, that's right? Ezekiel I mean, right there. That's actually Ezekiel's that Zeke. That was Zeke. Was that Zeke? Well, see, you know, I, I'm not even used to that. He hasn't done that in two years. I know ago. he hasn't. <laughs> you think about Mercedes Lewis and what he's able to do to a, a to a defensive end. You know, right? I saw him. Yeah, I think you posted, you retweeted or something. Oh, uh, he's unbelievable. He planted that dude, but but yeah, you see tackle and miss tackles right there. So you watch. You watch here on the fill number five. So basically, the the Detroit Lions, like last week, they tried to stop. The, this is inexplicable. They played right. single safety a lot during the Miami Dolphins game, and they were trying to stop the run. And you're like, what? Excuse me? Yeah, but they they do some weird stuff. So they'll bring up their safety to fill. So all the Dallas Cowboys do is they insert their wide receiver inside the tight end, so they can take on a safety. The safety doesn't press this hole, so everybody is responsible for a gap, AG, right? Yeah. So, so people aren't watching at, at home. Um, every single player lined up from Aiden Hutchinson to 34, 96, 44. Everyone's lined up, and they're responsible for a gap. Mm-hmm. Five's responsible for that B gap, the gap between the right tackle and the tight end. Mm-hmm. And they just lose gap responsibility here out the yep. gate. Right, and this it's it, this is simple. Ta- this is simple football. There's you know there's there's some things that scheme can fix, and there's some things that can't. We need to be able oh. to exploit some of these. Yeah, and coming to balance. Yeah, Re- reading the pad, the pad, the hip, like you said. Again, so, so this I thought this was interesting because they're able to run the read option off the defensive end here, knowing that I mean right now is Dak in a position where they want to run him. No, and they're just not they they're just not firing, they're not hesitating, they don't have the schemed oh. up very well. Yeah, Go to yeah. the Miami Dolphins. I think this is the last run we have here. And we know that we can capture edges. Um, this has been one of our best plays. In fact, last week during the second half, because Ed Oliver was in the backfield a lot, we did a really good job of cutting cutting the herd. Nice. And you just see hey, you got all hard. these guys. Ag, when you got all these dudes, you I mean, you give us your perspective, right? So, you get back here and you got all these big dudes pulling in front of you. Imagine, oh, yeah. like, what does it do to the defensive backs that are having to get out of their way and then tackle it, you? They lose traction, and then by the time I'm up on them, it's I surprise them because they're like trying to get out of the garbage, and then they got two twenty-five in HS, you know, or two twenty. <laughs> and that's the problem because they lose me. Trying to get around the lineman or the tight end, and which is good. So the offense is doing a great job of getting in their way, and like I say, blinding them for a split second. That's all I need. But you have a split second to react to me, you're going to lose. 
or any running back, any NFL running back that's know how to run behind their pass, they're going to lose. Like a chess at Chase Edmonds here in this film. So we're in, we're in just in, in a green set here, tight end left, twin set right. This is what we can run with Aguara and Mercedes Lewis in the game. Motion further back just to check. Uh-huh. And again, like this That's is stuff that, from a Green Bay perspective. You got to just be licking your chops because look at the movement we're getting across the board here. I mean, yeah, you got. 98, 98 is not even he's he's about to get kicked off the screen. That's your defensive tackle. We got <laughs> and, and we've got we've got Malcolm Rodriguez filling where he should, but 98's been pushed over a gap and a half. Yeah. I mean, this is like these are real opportunities here because up front, they're just not very good. They just they don't do a good job of penetrating at the line of scrimmage. They don't go, do a good job of holding their spot. Yeah. Not using their hands. I want, I want you to watch this, okay? So okay, they're, the they're playing. They're playing too high, okay? You're playing the Miami Dolphins with Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill. Okay, Correct. so Jalen, so so I'll just so for everybody watching, you got trips up on top left. Tyree kills the middle. Jalen Waddle is the inside receiver. Watch how they try to run this. Oh wow! <laughs> they try. They try to run like a. a a tan look and trap the inside receiver, but they do it with the wrong DB with the wrong. Now they got the backside DB running after Waddle. (laughs) Yeah, they did that wrong. You can't make this stuff up. And that look, if if that's, I'm just telling you right now, if that's a scheme to beat the Miami dolphins, like I'm Bob Barker, you know what I mean? That doesn't make sense. Let's go. Let's see what they do here. Yeah. Waddle motioning in. Now we talked about, there's scheme problems. There's technical errors. There's opportunities, right? right? I want you to watch this. I want you to watch the highlighted safety. That technique right there, that, that spin, spin to loop, what happens is because he spins all the way around, they leave Tyree Kill yeah. one-on-one with the backside corner. So Tua Tungavailoa has the highest completion percentage right now in the league mm-hmm. because of – but you watch these balls. Like, he can barely get the ball there. He can barely get it there. That's how wide open these players are. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I know yeah. like we don't we don't have a Tyree kill, but this is all over the 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 film. Okay, you got they're play, they're playing the sticks, quarters. right? They're playing they're, playing, sticks. They're, they're playing quarters, they're playing sticks here. Again, we got some fast guys on the other side and it's just to me co- there's a lack of awareness which points to coaching which points to execution. Tyree Kill now has a 10-yard head of steam. And he's sitting and, flat-footed. And the and the and the defensive back is sitting flat-footed, AG. And it's like, bye-bye. No. Look, and, under, and he has to slow down. He had to slow down to catch that ball. Saying, underthrown again, and it just doesn't matter. Okay. I did want to show this. Okay. I love this 44 at Malcolm Rodriguez. I'm a big fan. Left guard. Tuck your ears in, son. Oh, God. <laughs> And that will happen. Hey, it just hey, that's happening to me. It yeah, happens to everybody. And I've been there. I've been there. It's something. It's oh, something yeah. when it happens. Minnesota, oh one. I'm we got bunch right. At, <laughs> motion across roof. with the tight end. Okay, Ag, this is what we've been talking about. Now, <clears throat> there's a lot been said about should you go under center play action? Can you do it from gun? Right. I want you to see how when Tua turns his back to the defense here, even though they're in gun, that is a completely different deal. They got, they got motion across the ball. They got guards pulling. They have action with the line. Mm-hmm. And what happens is the linebacker has to now follow this guy across eyes in the backfield, looking at the running back. Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. slot receiver can run the sale route. Yep. And there's just plenty of space because the defensive backs are so playing so far off in the secondary. Watch what this does. Watch what this action does to the defense. Look at the defensive line. Not one person is rushing the passer. You see what I mean? And this is like, this is what you look at the packs from an opportunity standpoint. Like this is the kind of stuff I think everybody's hungry for. And hopefully we build on from last week. Right. Cause as a Rashard, Rashard Gary should be like, man, Oh man, I'm all I got to do is rest the passer. You know, it gives him a better incentive. If he's back turned to me too, and I could get off that block in two hits, two moves, or less. Fumble. This is a fumble, but I just want to show. I'm just trying mm-hmm. to demonst- demonstrate if I can get go. back here. 
Oh, we'll have to let's just let's walk through this one more time because I just yeah. love this play, I guess. But <laughs> you you think of I mean, listen, you you can't talk about the speed here, but they're playing the Miami Dolphins, and we're in bunch right, and they've got eight guys committed to the box, right? Yeah. They have eight in the box here. So they and they got so they're playing single high versus the Miami. I just don't, you know, for me personally, we know the Miami Dolphins only run. The reason I'm bringing this up is we don't care about the Miami Dolphins. Like they're a great team, and they've got two of the fastest dudes on the planet that happen mm-hmm. to be both in the top five in receiving. And they're just running stuff that doesn't make sense, honestly. To cover them, to cover them, yeah. right? So now they go play action with a quick, a quick checkout. Yeah, you got two guys going to the the tight end in motion, basically. Yeah, and and Malcolm Rodriguez right here gets caught on the dive, wide open. Right. Yeah, and this and this is very well just a, just a a run pass option for for Tua, but it, and so maybe you can't be right here. Right. But it's it's very it is very interesting to me taking that off and talk about the offense for a minute. It's just mm-hmm. interesting to me the, the, the way they go about their business because a lot of the things they do them just from like uh, – and listen, they watch tape. These are pro guys. Yeah. It, from that, a schematic yeah. standpoint, from an execution standpoint, it, there's some head scratchers. I mean, there's a reason that they're 32nd in the league. And they're 32nd in the league in – I mean, gosh, AG. They're 32nd. Defense, overall yards, defense. Yards per game. Points yeah. per play. Uh, they're 30th in the league – yards per game rushing 155 yards a game rushing i mean this is a this is a a team where like if you're ever going to get healthy it's going to be this week because their weakness is their defensive line and their secondary right and so this and what has been plaguing us probably the most in particular is that defensive line so i think this week looking at aiden hutchinson being their one guy that can create pressure versus bakhtiari you've got to feel pretty good about that matchup Oh, yeah, you got to like it. You know, you got guys that it's a little beat up, but, you know, Buck has the athletic ability and the experience through the last few years that he's going to he's gonna ring ring out. And then, or I say ring out in a good way to make sure that Aiden doesn't get in there or anybody over him to do that. And then it, it gives the offense a lot of possibility, especially with the way, the way the Packers run game is going right now. And I don't I don't know if it makes – like Aaron Rodgers is historically being really good against, the, against pressure. Um this is the kind of team that would, that would be forced into pressuring you in order to create any real any real kind of pressure on the quarterback. I mean, not, when I say pressure, I mean they're going to be forced to blitz, run dogs if they mm-hmm. want to create any kind of pressure because they're not going to manufacture pressure on the inside, at least like some of the teams in the last couple of weeks have against us, you know, with the Giants and the Jets and Redskins, so on and so forth. So right. I think that's – for me, like I'm excited because I think this is a get healthy game potentially when I say that like, Whatever's been ailing us on offense, I think this is a get healthy game where we could see a, a 35 point performance. They yeah. just they just don't play very well, and they just fired their DB coach. But oftentimes, and the DB coach isn't doing his job very well. But that that is that is a systemic problem, not this like acute problem that is right. that is only happening in one room. No, so, it's all over the place. Offensively. These guys are these guys have now they've had some down games like they got blanked by the Patriots somehow, but they're number nine. They're you know twenty five points a game. They're they're a good team and they would be much higher. Like they were at thirty something points a game until they got blanked, right? right. So they've had some good outputs. They were up seventeen nothing or something like that on the Dolphins last week. It's just they went they came back to reality. The Dolphins had a couple turnovers and you know they, they made they made some plays, but they have some real weapons. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about Andrew Swift like. Swift is a legit threat in this league. Yeah, he's a, he's a problem. He's got he got he's not a big guy, but he has his speed. He knows how to utilize that and making moves. And obviously, in certain situations, getting the ball on the edge and then doing the uh, getting split in the slot or running wide receiver screening things like that with him. The only thing is, he is a little beat up. He has an ankle and a shoulder mm-hmm. that's uh, slowing him up. So we'll we'll see how that comes out for the game. He's been injured. Dude, the guy's averaging seven point four yards a carry. Yeah. He's a problem. I mean, that's ridiculous. I, yeah, it's Georgia pride, so, then, right? Georgia? Yeah. Well, then yeah. Jamal Williams, our Jamal Williams, right. Green Bay Packers, Jamal. He's averaging four and a half yards a carry. Everybody loves. I mean, Jamal Williams is a guy. It's hard not to love, right? You know, as as a team, they're yeah. averaging averaging over five yards rush. I mean, really, the strength of their team is their offensive line. Their offensive yeah, line right is. I, and I want to start by saying that Hank Fraley who is a former Cleveland Browns center. He was a, a Pro Bowl guy when we were playing. Mm-hmm. Hank Fraley is one of the best offensive, young offensive line coaches in this league. He has done an incredible job with this group, man. Like Frank Ragnow has been an all pro. He was hurt last year, but he's an incredible right. player. 
He's really solid. They player. went through – I can't tell you how many bad draft picks they went through at left tackle. Taylor Decker is playing really well. Like, Taylor Decker has become mm. a legitimate left tackle starter in this league. Penny Sewell, everyone thought he was going to be, you know, the guy. And quite frankly, like, when he came out last year, to me, really, really underdeveloped. Mm-hmm. And Hank Fraley has done an amazing job taking what is an incredible athletic piece of clay – and turning him into a really, really good player in his second year. Their guards, they've had some injuries across the line. They've had to replace people. But right right now, as it stands, Evan Brown and Jonah Jackson are playing at a high level. Like, this is one of the, for me, top three, top Mm. five offensive lines of the league. They're really, really good. And they are making guys like, you know, I don't know what you think about Jared Goff. Jared Goff is, you know, 64% completion percentage. He's got over 1,900 yards this year. He's only been sacked 13 times. Jared Goff's a guy who you expect to get sacked more than 13 times the way he right. in the pocket and holds the ball. Yeah, he's a pocket, he's a traditional pocket passer. But he can he can make you great or he can make you off because he can he can throw windows. He can yeah. make plays, but there's a reason, you know, he'll always have that stigma. Second pick in the draft was a bust with with, with uh, the Rams. The, with the Rams, but yeah, but what was his name? The Tennessee coach. He was labeled a bust. Uh, Jeff Fisher was oh, there. Jeff. He was kind of labeled a bust with Jeff McVay. Came in, took him to the Super Bowl. Then a year later, he's like, you know what? This guy's not going to get it done. They had a little bit of resurgence. Ben Johnson is a guy that I worked with in in Miami. Young young guy, mm-hmm. offensive coordinator here now. Really really smart. Like in, like Mensa smart. Sean McVay type personality as far as just oh, okay. gregarious, like very yep. very curious. And he's stacking plays on top of another. He does a very good job with the sequencing of plays. There's a reason they're playing well, but they just have the pieces in place. They lost TJ Hawkinson. They just traded him to, yeah, the, to the Vikings. Vikings. Dude, it's crazy. So, so separate question on you, AG. Like, if you guys are I obviously the, the Lions aren't going anywhere. Yeah. But like TJ Hawkinson, you got to be happy for because he's a good player. Yeah. But dude, like what since when do you trade your good tight end to a division rival? Like, what the hell is that? I don't know. I'll say you trade them, but yeah, but not in the division. I mean, you're going to face them later this this season. You know, it's like, really? I don't, yeah, that, that wasn't, it's just interesting. You know, what, what their thought process was. I'm not in that building. Don't know. But from a player standpoint, that is a, we already know that's a no, no. You what trade, you, let me ask you, you let this. somebody go outside of the conference, outside of the division. You're, you're struggling. You're in the, you're in the locker room and it comes down that your general manager just traded one of your top, I don't know, four players. Oh, huh. Dude's got happy. what twenty six receptions, three hundred ninety five oh, yards, three touchdowns this year. Like, what are we happy. doing? Oh, I'm, I'm 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 upset. Like when y'all when I found out I came back from two weeks being home in Nebraska, and you were gone and Marco was gone, I was like, what the hell is going on? But, I'm but like, that, but that was free agency at least, right? Like, right. Had, like that was that was largely our choice. Right. right, right. But but this dude, this to me, I'm always I, I always try to put myself in this like, okay. Because I've never been on a team that was that bad. Right. But I always try to put myself in a situation like, what do you do in the locker room when your general manager's like, yeah, we're, we're making moves for next year so we have more draft picks? Because then like, then it's like, well, for who? Like, is right. you trying to get a new coach? Is Dan gone? Is he on the hot seat already? Like, <laughs> like, like who are you going to Like, Because now Wait, what are you doing? Gotten, yes. you've gotten net worse. You don't have a player that's anywhere near as good as that tight end. In order for your offense to run – at a high level, he's like a blocker. he does Brown. do the dirty work. Yeah, you got Josh Reynolds. Like both those guys are playing at a high level. You got uh, you got Swift, but Hawkinson. Like tight ends are the Bubba Franks was our glue. Yep. Like Bubba he Franks brought it together. Hawkinson brings this team together as far as like where like that middle of the field being able to play in the run game a little bit. And so now you're a worse team, and you're getting draft picks. But it's like you're gonna have to draft a guy that's a high level tight end. They're not free. They don't come free anymore. So no. it's just. That's a weird thing. I would have a. I would really struggle in a locker room when they started jettisoning like really good players mm-hmm. for a year. And because to me, it's like, well, structurally, we must have problems. They must be looking for a new coach. I. I yeah, that could be the first flag, and you yeah. just don't realize it yet as a player. Let's check out some of this stuff because these guys, these guys do some good stuff on offense that we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to be aware of, right? Oh yeah. They so got speed. they they got they got three by two empty set here against the Cowboys. Yeah, mesh and, route right there. And they're running crossing routes. Yeah. And the thing is about crossing routes is you have to have what, A.G.? The quarterback's got to have time. Timing. They got to have time uh, for protection and obviously the receivers to get open. Yes. 
Uh, and then you got to obviously catch the ball once the ball, once he's available. But this, like this stuff is looks simple, but it's really, really difficult for defenses still to pick up, even in, especially in zone coverage. Yeah. And then now you, so now you got another two by two back in the backfield shotgun underneath cross. And you look, yeah, they're just running simple concepts, but they That's have the, the speed uh, with Josh Reynolds and, and Rossi Brown where they can run the deep digs. I mean, like a dagger go route, right against quarters and make this like this is a pretty easy play for them yeah right? that's and, a dagger concept right there and and jared goff you can say what you want about jared goff he can throw he can, he can throw this thing on a dart right now like he mm. can if he can step into his play which with that offensive line they can we got motion fake the handoff now the reason i like these plays and the reason i put this in here is because these are just concepts that from a Green Bay Packers standpoint, you know, can we pick something up from the stance? Yep. Because you're bringing this guy in motion all the way across to, to look like he's going to be the wham player. But yep. you see how these guys are all coming down. So this is like an old K5, but it's a play action pass. So mm -hmm. you got these strong doubles that are going to draw these linebackers in. A lot of people, and something that was talked about last week is when you don't, when you try to run like the, the gratuitous play action off of off a shotgun where it's just like we'll fake to the quarterback but it's like i the best one was like jay cutler jay mm -hmm. cutler would like receive the ball and he'd be like eh. and it, like there was no there was no, there was step no to fake. It yeah he's jared, all about throwing the ball <laughs> jared goff's tucking the ball and he's got that he's in an athletic he's position like he's reading he's, something and the yep. linemen are coming off the ball and it it actually like you can run effective play action and this is a hard read for our defensive ends like preston smith right here this is a hard read for him he's being held backside yeah, or he's being held sorry. by, and now he has to look at Hawkinson, and now he can realize, oh, man, oh, okay, I got to make that rush, but it's always going to be a little bit late. It's difficult. Yep. So that's something that uh, that Green Bay runs. They have that crosser with DeGore, or even Alan Lazar sometimes is that crosser in motion, and then does the wham block too. So that right there could be something they throw right into the play calling. We got 12 personnel. You got a trips look to the left, hipped off uh, with TJ Hawkinson, who's gone. So you got to come across and again, under center play action pass, man. I, I just don't like right now in the league. I just don't think there's any better way to, to build out your offense is something where you can get this quarterback underneath the center every once in a while and mm -hmm. run this under stuff, because you look at the separation space that they have between the first and second level, you look where the linebackers are. And then you look where the safeties are like between the 40 and the 30, there's nobody to eat. Like mm -hmm. you, you can, you can have all the time and space that you want. And again, Jared Goff, Puts this thing on an absolute rope My down to goodness. the twenty. I didn't think that was a complete. Don't get yeah. completed there. Down to the twenty-two yard line, man. I mean, like the kid. And so, what we need to understand is Jared Goff's been to the Super Bowl, right? This is not, you know, I know we saw him last year, but like Ben Johnson's a new offensive coordinator. He has injected these guys with a little bit of juice, and they can play. We got that play action look again. Watch the offensive line all moving, right? They're running. Mm -hmm. Everybody's down and coming across, as opposed to just pass blocking. You got the TJ Hawkinson coming, coming, coming across the ball. They're they're doing a full run sell here, and look what it does to these linebackers. The yeah, linebackers are all up, hidden by mm -hmm. the linemen now. Yep. You got Josh. This is a uh, oh, I can't fifty five uh, Baker. They're all just they're all sucked yep. in, and there's just windows of opportunity to throw a rope. Right, and then we, the linebackers is, are trying to bail and get in a better position to defend the pass because now they're like, uh oh, we're we got sucked in too much. Exactly. And, you know, the, the this is something that, quite frankly, we've this is what's plagued the Packers, right? Like play action, all this stuff has worked. Our secondary has played off a lot. And so that separation of space is something that we really need to be cognizant about. We have, we got a two by two here. We got motion in, cross the ball, turns into a three by one. He comes back. And why, in the corner. Yeah. Why, why am I, why am I showing these guys? Because, when you yeah. come back across the ball, you have to switch responsibilities again. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I got him messed up. Got him thinking. Got him thinking. He comes back. He's like, all right, I got I got so and so over there. Oh, back so, on my side now. So now he's so now Hawkinson's got him leveraged, right? Because yep. now he's inside receiver. And he's stuck there. He's got he's to got, build yeah, he's, he's got to get leveraged. over there. Yep. So he's never going to get that route. And I mean, right. that's just, that's good play design and execution. That's, yep. that's football right there. Yeah. He's got to get that DB to get him. You got to run out of there. He can't just be still looking in the backfield too. He was still eyeballing the quarterback for some reason. Get Shotgun. We got bunch, right? 
I love these concepts. Nice. Uh, yeah, nice I love concept. I love these concepts, AG, because the China route right there. Anytime, anytime you get in a situation where you've got these bunch releases, and you know they have to either they have to what they got to play like cup when they play man up when they play man on point, and then they they separate mm-hmm. it out. They play man the other, the entire time, where they they just choose. Hey, I'm going to take the inside, the first inside, the first outside, whatever. Right. Like this is very very difficult. For these guys, so you see the cross, the switch underneath here, from the outside receiver goes underneath the middle receiver and then pops back out. Right, he was There's just... nobody out there, and this is this is just good. This is what the Packers are going to have to deal with. And again, good job the by the running back there. Yeah, good job pickup by the runner. I wanted yep. I wanted to highlight. Want to you always want to give love to the guys, right? Yep. Oh, I say old lineman, old lineman, good blocking, and running back bounces the. The linebacker off the club right there. The one thing that you can say about a really well-coached offensive line, AG, and I, I and know they Deuce passing Sta- well, too. They're passing off the blocks well, too. The, and I know Deuce Staley is the running back coach there, a guy that yep. you have a lot of – we both have a lot of respect for. Yep. Is they are go- – this is the kind of team that is going to meet with their offensive line on the daily or on at least, you know, a couple times a week. And, hey, blitz pickup is going to be down pat. So this isn't something – like – for 32 to come all the way across three guys and pick yep. that guy up looping in the, in the B gap, like that is, I know that looks routine. That is yep. not an easy block. No, it's not. I've done it. Yeah. Very hard. Very hard. But no, that's only, it becomes a routine because between the running backs coach, the O line coach, and the O line and the running back all collaborating and talking, that's why he knows, okay, I got to track him because this is, this is the blitz. This is what the defense is trying to do get you to, you know, bait here in the A gap backside, but then. He's going to go across the B gap play side or C gap play side. That's what you got to remember. And don't get caught up in the traffic. Get your feet up, move your feet out of the lineman way. So your own lineman, so you don't bump into them either. Yes, sir. We got, uh, we got again, a, a kind of a bunch look, tight bunch look right. Quarterback center center. Oh, got a blitz. Flip. Ooh, nice pickup. Look, this is what I, I had to show this guy. There, look at five offensive linemen leading the charge. Like, this is what I'm this talking is a problem. about. This is the strength of their this is the strength of their offense. These guys are legit athletes. They are well coached. And the, when you That's have scary. when you have good skilled players and you have an offensive line that can move, yeah, it is a recipe for disaster. And our guys have to be super, super disciplined. You see how the Dallas Cowboys get sucked in here yeah. and they end up making a mistake. And with some great, with some great, uh, is that Van Van Escher? Yeah, Van Van Vanderesh. If it Van, wasn't for him, yeah. it could have been a worse, a bigger that, play. That could have been a bigger got, play. Yeah, they got lucky with his speed getting him. Got a run concept here. Motion in, and this is the old kick play. Ag, everybody yeah. in the league runs this, but they run it a little bit differently. Nice finish. A lot of guys, so a lot of teams on the kick play for people at home. If you look to the left of the screen, what they're going to do is they're going to try to crash Micah Parsons and everybody down into the middle of the field, and they're going to allow the quarter, the, the running back to bounce. So they're going to try to bring – they're going to bring a man in motion. They're going to crash down on Parsons. They're going to come up on their safety number six, and they want to leave the running back one-on-one with the defensive – with the uh, cornerback, and we'll cornerback show you here in a minute. Yeah. So you see him walk up. We're going to just do crash down here. Everyone's down. I pop. We want that look. If That's AG – that is free money for you all day all because day. you can go left, you can go right. And if you put your foot in the ground and go down the middle, every, every, every coach in the league is going, I bet Amon Green can get a minimum of five yards dragging a defensive back, right, in that right. position before he gets tackled. That's a free five yards. Right. Every time you see that look, and they've got the guys in the backfield that can make this happen. Yeah, these sir. are big. These are big plays that you know. We're, this is stuff Even we're gonna have to be ready to right defend. There. Yep. Good finish by Jamal on that last play. Good finish. Went through the guy. Again, showing the athleticism of the nice. offensive lineman. Ooh, I like it. Big guy out there running in front. Now, now this I'm putting in here for anybody who just loves watching offensive line play, bro. Okay, so we got <laughs> do. we got we got motion across tight ends. Titans uh not on the ball. He's 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 hipped he's off on the left tackle. Yeah. I want to show you. So these so the, the Miami Dolphins are gonna run a stunt here. Okay. And I just want to show you how patient the left tackle and left guard are at passing this stunt off. Pass, patient, patient, up. Wow. Pin Baker 55. Nice. And like we used to do beautiful. that with you. And and when you can get those kind of plays, that's beautiful. Like you get back to the yeah. huddle, man, and 
and like you know we all just kind of look each other in the eye and just get like you get juiced up because yeah. those are the yeah. plays that you like sat in meetings and just you know, you write notes those are the ones mm-hmm. you you highlight with your highlighter like make sure to look for this if he's a little bit tighter make a call like there's a specific call yeah. 98 handoff solid in that tampa game you always talk about mm-hmm. we had a specific call when they had a niner call when they were on a nine because that we knew that it meant a certain thing those are the best feelings in the world the detroit lions are a are for lack of a better term a shit show on defense right now but right. they can play on offense so we better be ready to bring it and and 100%. not tip things off because they are when you're a well-coached offensive line everything else becomes easier for the skill positions, which they have in abundance. Yep, exactly. Well coached. Bunch of guys. Good job, Mike. So uh, last thing here, man, let's go keys to the game. I got three keys. Packers defense. I think if we sit back in a shell, we're going to get killed. I think if we sit back and we, and we just play that shell coverage, we're going to get killed. Jared Goff can throw the ball. The offensive line can protect. There's going to be some, it'll be fun to watch for Sean Gary versus Penny Sewell. and, And obviously, Preston on the other side, but they're too good. We have to be able to take something away. We have to make the Lions a one-dimensional team. Mm-hmm. Offensively, take what the defense gives you. You know, if you watch the last couple of games, against the Dallas Cowboys, they wanted to play a kind of a shell defense against the Miami Dolphins. A lot of times you find them in single safety high or find them in seven and eight-man boxes against the Miami Dolphins team that has Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill on the field. So mm-hmm. they, they've been exploited every time. So take what they give you, go out there and just execute. They're not very good at every, they have like a good player at every level. They don't have good players at every level. They don't have the sophistication to disguise things away and then be able to execute those disguises. So go out there and take it. And I think the last thing for me, AG is like, I've always thought that Ford field was a hard place to play. I know we lost there on Thanksgiving. We talked about it on Monday, but it is a hard place to play regardless of the, the the quality of opponent which has been up and down over the over the years this is a place where you got to go up and let's start fast and not have to dig ourselves a hole we have to get out of yeah it's always fun to take the lead on the road um because yes. you see you see the momentum like kind of just go your way and then the fans sometimes help you out especially those fans they can turn on their lion players we we've, we've been there when we beat them when that's happened, when we get that momentum. So that's part of my uh, one of my keys right there. I said Packer offense, like we talked earlier, get the run game going and build that pass game off of that. And we have the formations out there. I know Matt McClure has it in his playbook. Don't get too, you know, you know, no, no crazy. Don't get too crazy and make it look cute. all – We don't cute. need to be cute. Here, don't need to be cute. Put the formation out there to make it work with the run game and in the pass game. And then, uh, that, as usual, create turnovers, but then pressure defense-wise – Pressure golf because you don't want Amin Ra to get hot or any of the receivers because those guys are a problem when they are on the same page, as we saw um, on some of them completions on that tape. And then also we will see if we're DeAndre Smith is at Swift. If is that if he's healthy, even if he's playing and we already know he's beat up, you know, let him let's say let's see how healthy he is. All right. You know, I, I've heard. You know, I remember defensive backs, linebackers, coordinators used to tell me, oh, A.G., we knew you had a sore ankle, but we're just going to make sure that how sore it is and test you out, you know, put hats on you. So I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, all right. I like that. So do that same with DeAndre Swift. Put hats on him. Okay, he has a busted shoulder. Let's see how busted shoulder that is or ankle. And it's not saying hurt him, but it's it's a part of the game you just got to be aware of as a linebacker going in for the tackle. Hey, you know, he's a little beat up. Let's make sure, you know, we let him know about it, you know, and that we're aware of it and keep him keep it on front and do that. And I say, that'll be a, a good recipe to help, you know, for the Packers to win this game. Packers were actually plus one last week in turnover. So we're, we're, we're up to, I guess, minus three for the year. We still want to get positive, but yeah, right. I think that's a great point. This is, a, this is certainly a team we can, we can win that turnover margin. Let's hit some games. So tonight we got, <laughs> this is a, tonight we have a 14 point spread between the Philadelphia Eagles being hosted by the Houston Texans. Now, you know, I got some guys on Houston and I'm a big fan. Yeah. 14 points is like, we're in the NFL still, right? 14 <laughs> points is a lot. That's a lot. 14 well, points is a lot. I, it was 11 man, for Green Bay and the Bills, were the Bills last week. So, oh, yeah. The, pro- the problem is when you watch Philly and now they just they just picked up Robert Quinn Oof, on yeah. defense, they just come in waves. Like their first two defensive lines are legit. The Houston Texans interior line, Justin Simmons put a beating on the Houston Texans interior line that I don't know that I've seen in a while. Like he put it, I'm, I'm not talking about yeah. like Saxon. I'm talking about physically 
dominating another human. Like I haven't seen that since like Hainsworth in his prime. Okay. Yeah. It was a beaten. So it's going to be tough inside there with Fletcher Cox and Hargraves and all those guys. They're, they're yeah. so good on offense. Jalen Hurts playing at, at you know, a really high level. So I'm going to take Houston with the points. Ooh. But, but Ooh. you know, the Phil, it, it's going to be hard to beat Philly right now. They're, they're rolling. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm Philly all day. Jalen Hurts in an offense. A.J. Brown looking like a Terminator. He's looking like a guy that is getting comfortable with his quarterback. And then their defense. You know, Fletcher Clark, as you mentioned, they're doing a really good job of pressuring teams. You know, making run games not not relevant, and just that's part of the reason. You know, they're they're balanced offensively, defensively. That's why part of the reason they're seven and zero. So definitely got the angles. Let's let's just, let's just do some good games here. So I think the Bills, okay. the Bills, the Bills Jets to be good. They, it's twelve and a half spread, and I say that well, as soon as I said it should be good, I go, oh, I forgot. Uh, Vera Tucker's out and Brees Hall's out, so it's not going to be good. It's a twelve and a half spread, and, <laughs> and, the, right. and the Bills will probably win. The big question right now everyone's talking about is like, is Zach Wilson the guy? And AG, do you think if if you're sitting in that locker room, do you think Mm -hmm. Zach Wilson's the guy? I say he's the guy. He just got to know what he, where, where he, where he, where his little comfort spot should be. Like some of the throws you saw him do last week, he was getting out of his range of throwing, you know, and being uncharacteristic as a quarterback, feet not set, throwing off balance, throwing back, you know, on his back foot. You know better than that, Zach. You, you, you. Is he arrogant? I don't know. I never met him. I could No, no, no. I, I mean, like, when, yeah. so, so if, if you were to ask me his throwing, I'd say, oh, he's arrogant. Oh, yeah. I, from, I yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I could, then I, I get go, that. Then, then I go, well, well, Brett was arrogant too. Like, I don't, you know, I kind of, it's not a bad thing, but you have to, it's just it, like anything else. You have to be in the right situation. Like, like somebody brought this up on TV a couple of days ago. Like, imagine if Brett Favre would have gone to like a really bad Jets team in New York City in that market. Right, like he's throwing all those picks and all that stuff his first year. Yeah, it's like he's right. out. Before he's not prime. playing. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like he's right. like he's not getting the chance. So it, it's, it's 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 always tough in that market with that situation. But you do have weapons around you. You certainly like have drafted well in the last couple of years. Um, Mackay Becton, notwithstanding, Correct. but but uh, I, I think he's the guy. I just you know it's always interesting to me when like they brought in his quarterbacks coach to be on the staff last year because they didn't have a guy that like handled. It's oh, like from, uh, it's like from stuff BYU. Like, uh, I don't know if it's, it's probably a private guy actually. I, I would mm-hmm. guess right, mm-hmm. but. But you know when that kind of, when that stuff kind of happens, I my I of course go well, yeah that's exactly what you should be doing because you don't have a guy in the building to help. But then but then I go well is he still there like because you're, you're you're not seeing a lot of you're not seeing maybe the progress that you want to see. Yeah, anyway. it's two it's two things. It's either arrogance or just thinking like some players think because Brett thought this way. Oh, I could get it. I could do this. But well. that's arrogance. I mean, you know you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's that's it's selfishness I, I, for sure. It's definitely selfishness. You're thinking- I see. I don't think it's selfish. Well, th- this is interesting, but like I, I would look at it this way: okay. Brett thinking that Brett could make any throw. Because I've heard him tell me, "I'm on. That was triple coverage. I could get it in there." I'm like, "No." But see, but see, okay. So <laughs> you're saying it's selfish because you should make the smart play. I'm just. I, right. I'm saying he's doing it because he thinks that's the play to be made. Right. He's just arrogant as hell because he's got a cannon. <laughs> got right? you. And got and, you, and, yeah. and it, like you're, yeah. you know. Semantics. Yeah. Semantics. I, I get it. I get okay. it. Okay, here's What's one. Next? Here's one. Uh, Miami, Chicago, Miami by five. I think we'll probably take Miami there, right? Yeah, yeah. Chicago, Chicago, Chicago's out. Roquan Smith now, dude. Like they're gone. He their, wanted, their but defense he, is nothing. No surprise. He wanted to go in training camp. You know, he asked Bro, to be like go. This Vin. is another thing, though. So, so explain <laughs> this to me. How do you get? How do the Chicago Bears draft Justin Fields? Not give him anybody on the offensive line. So what the best friends on you know okay running game they actually have a pretty decent running they game. They are really good running. Okay, game. but but by that I mean they have really good running backs. Correct. Right. Then they then they go out and get rid of their two best arguably their two best players but certainly their two Defense. best defensive players are Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith. Pro Bowl. Then they bring in Chase Claypool, who has a history of. Uh, he's talented. There's no question he's talented. talented, but but sports IQ not not up to par. Would you situations. would you prefer if it was you bringing along a young quarterback? Would you? I'm just asking you the question. Would you prefer to bring in a little more veteran guy, a little more savvy, a little more a guy that can maybe help the quarterback develop, or is this like because this doesn't feel like a Jamar Chase, um, uh, Bur- uh, Joe um, Burrow Bill relationship, right. right? Where they already know each other, or Jamar Chase is a is a generational talent. Very this feels more like you've got a guy. Who the Steelers were willing to get rid of? Mm-hmm. 
Um, I, I feel like in terms of experience is not going to be a beneficial thing right away mm-hmm. um, for for Justin Fields mm-hmm. because he's still lacking experience himself, but he's come a long way because now they're using his talent, his legs, along with his arm in the proper way. But he still has a long way to go in the pass game, and Claypool would not have been my first ideal pick for him as a quarterback. I agree. You know, in that how you explain that, and but I was it's, able it, to get that in two years. In two years from now, right coaching, right situation, they they, they could be the next dynamic duel. They yeah. could be because they, they, they certainly have the talent. They certainly have talent. Start start right. Char- this is actually an interesting game for the because the Falcons are in first place. Chargers, Falcons, Falcons at home, but they're underdogs, three points. Yeah. Ah. Oh. So, yeah, this is a crazy one because, like I said, last week's game, they should have lost, but DJ Moore hoots off the helmet, and then they got a 50-yard field goal. And he, I didn't realize the kicker missed in overtime, too, as well. So, either That's way, crazy. yeah, that was just like, ah. Oh. So, it wasn't just DJ Moore is also kicker and missing two kicks on top of that. But uh, I like Chargers Road Warriors, the 2-1 and one right now. Um, and they still got it. The defense is still there for them. I'm not sure where they ranked at, but – with that, I, I like the Chargers on the road. I think the Falcons are just surprising themselves with They're the gameplay. Conference, They're yeah, division. Yeah. Division, their division, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> to put I mean, they really. I must put it. Division sucks. Yeah, it's okay, a see, bad division. I agree with you. Seahawks, Seahawks, Cardinals, Cardinals by two at home. I, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm taking the Seahawks all the way here. And, and that's where my first inclination went because you know, obviously, rivalry game, you know, divisional mm-hmm. rivalry, and the Cardinals are on different pages kyle it just cardinals are this close i think that fuse is like this far away from the powder keg right now right it's like some it's like it doesn't something's going on there it's pages kyler's here uh is it was it was it kingsbury kingsbury the head coach is there uh hopkins he's he's there and then kyler's over here and the run game's beat up you know you have connor he's beat up right now defense don't really know uh because it's just been back and forth crazy games for them. And this is also, like I said, that rivalry for that is still there. So I, that's why I'm pulling for the Seahawks. This is and they've big, been playing good football. This is a big moment game for the Seahawks, I think. And I, I, I just is. think, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I've unabashedly rooting for for Pete Carroll and John Schneider this year. And, yeah. uh, and like I just think guys. this is a big game for them. I think, I think they're going to do it. That'll be interesting when a 405 Eastern on Sunday. Uh, Titans, Chiefs, Chiefs by 12 and a half. Mm. Uh, you can pick what I, the Chiefs are going to win. I don't know about how much the Titans. Here's the thing about the Titans that are interesting about the Chiefs. So the Titans do think, and I watched them last week mm-hmm. with their run game and the way that Justin Simmons and that defensive line comes off the ball. The Titans, this is literally like we can play old school and hang with you. And the Chiefs are like, no, you can't because Patrick Mahomes is a bad dude. And it doesn't matter. You can do all this other stuff. You're not going to be able to get to them. It'll and it, be really interesting to see if that works. Yeah, it, it is because that's how I, was, I know their defense is coached with Vrabel, um, and they just run a basic defense. You know, they're good at tackling all that stuff that we always talk about. So it's like, hey, we're gonna beat you with fundamentals. What you're gonna beat us with? But we like, hey, we got this dude named Pat. He's Mahomey. so good, man. <laughs> he, he is special, the, the and then he has about, the receivers run around him too that do it too. The thing about the the Tennessee like. Uh, Derrick Henry's on a different level now he that he's is. healthy again. When you watch him, like I, you know, watched the whole game last week twice actually, and I or three times, and I and I went, you just kind of, like, oh my god, like he's, I can't believe he's that he's that good at that size. Yeah. Yeah. But the 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 Titans are a team that when the O line is bad, they feast, man. Like when well, like mm-hmm. when Justin They're Simmons D-line, is that D line, yeah. yeah. When the O line is not good, yeah. the D line feast. Justin Simmons has a day. But they are not what I would call traditional pass rushers. Like they have mm. to do a lot of games. They have to do a oh, lot of stunts yeah. and stuff to, in order to win. To and if you have guys like Joe Thune and those guys, Creed Humphrey inside for the Chiefs, they're mm-hmm. good. So oh, I don't think are. that they Justin Simmons is going to walk in there and just dominate the line of scrimmage like he has in the weeks past. So for that reason, I think the Chiefs are going to have a lot more success than people maybe think, although the 12 and a half point spreads a, a big number. They're not sure it about is. Tannehill. The whole thing, he was sick. He had an ankle. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, last, Chiefs. last one for me here. Uh, Raven, I, we agree that the Ravens are going to beat the Saints, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. So let, let's do <laughs> yes. this one. Yeah. So it's it, two and a half Ravens. I, I, how is that? How are the Ravens Saints game a two and a half point spread? Like how? I would I would have said that's like a ten point spread. 
I'll say because the last couple of weeks of the offensive output for the for the Saints, you know that yeah. even though that the Carolina Red Rocket, game was it Red Rider or Red Rocket? What do they call him? Andy Ooh. Dalton. I don't know. Dude, you just like saying either one or like, yeah. huh? I'm like I just, really? Yeah. Well, I think I hope is Red Rider. No, Red Rocket. I hope is Red Rocket, not Red, Red Rider. Red Rider is the shotgun that they had in Christmas Story. It must be Red. Yes. Yeah. Red Rifle. It's Red Rifle. Red Rifle. Yeah. I hope is that. <laughs> I don't know. Man. I don't know. Uh, listen, AG, it'll be interesting. I, I'm excited to watch this game, uh, the yeah, Packers game. It's listen, it, it's interesting actually. You know, three and a half points kind of tells you Lions are at home. So you know, this that means this is a this is a a five point game. You know, yeah. generally you add a point and a half for the home field. Um, I hope that you just kind of you'd love to see like a 35 point explosion from the Packers and, and they're due. to see what happens. But they're due for yeah, it. You just feel like they're due, right? Yeah, they're, they're definitely due. They just got to put the work in, you know, mm-hmm. whatever Matt LaFleur is uh, putting up for their game plan. And then Aaron and all the players offensively got to be in the same place, same defensively with Joe Barry and the defensive scheme. And what's up? It's like, hey, man, let's go play. I mean, what else did we, we're at a point where it's like, look, we're, th- we're five, two games before five, uh, 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 below 500. Mm-hmm. You know what? Let's not even think about that. Just go play ball. Play ball at the best of our ability. That's what the players amongst themselves, regardless of what's called. You know what? We're going to play ball. I'm better than – we're going to find out who's better than who this weekend, and this will be a good game to start with. Yeah, it's a one-at-a-time deal for sure. All right. Well, you can check uh, AG, check Amon Green 30, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And TikTok, Amon Green's Gamers Lounge is on TikTok. Amon Green's Gamers Lounge. Okay. Yeah. Mike Wall 68 on Twitter, Process to Perform on Instagram. Mike Wall 68 on TikTok. Well, I tell you what, TikTok, it's another conversation. We well, get in the wormhole in that place. My daughter's like, don't get on that thing. I was like, all right. And then she, she told me to get on it. And then she, she not, you know, you get on it, you got to like check in there. Oh, that thing is dangerous. My brother said the same thing. He said, hey, bro, man, I've been on T said, I'm lost. Yeah, I don't know what it's, to do. It's, it's, I'm just telling you right it's now. Crazy. It's, it's crazy. It's so kid, many crazy kids, videos. These, these kids today got some, they got too much stuff to deal with. Man. They do way too much time. All right. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.